And welcome to another episode of The Danimal's Cage. I'm your host, as always, the mighty Danimal, Dan Martins. This is a really, really special episode for me today because I've known these guys for a long time and we've been trying to get this going forever. So it is my pleasure to welcome in Phil, Cody, Joe, and Gavin from Bain Dews. Guys, how's it going? Good. Going good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, before we get get going with this interview here, uh, just a little backstory, a a kind of personal backstory with the guys from Bandus. So I've known Phil and Joe for, I think about, well, I've known Phil for five years and I've known Joe, I think, for about three three years. Because when I met Phil, his old band, he was in an old band with a good friend of mine, Matthew Perry, (laughs) called Taylors of Mayhem. And Joe was in a band called We Are X, and my old band, Church on Sunday, played shows with both Taylors of Mayhem and We Are X on separate occasions. I don't think we ever crossed paths together, did we? Did we ever cross paths? No. 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 I don't think so, no. (laughs) No. That's, That's what I thought. So... I guess we'll just kind of start at the beginning here. How did this current lineup of Vain Dews kind of come about? With these wieners. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, no, man, it's uh, like a long story, but at the same time, it's not a long story. Um, we, Me and Cody have been jamming for upwards of 10 years now and uh, been through so many different bands, like you were saying, like we've been in – Taylor's of Mayhem, and even before that, we were in bands in, like, early, since, like, seventh grade, and we were in this band, Splice, and it just kind of, things kind of went a little sour between the members, um, and we decided that we were going to part ways, but me and Cody still really wanted to keep doing what we were doing, and we still had so many of these ideas that we wanted for the previous band, but we decided to go under a name that we've kind of always agreed was like our favorite band name um and then the search for new musicians came some new buddies came so i just made like a you guys just made like a facebook post and gavin messaged me <laughs> that's he was where like, i come in yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, were, we were looking for a drummer i think and then gavin's yeah. like are you looking for a bass player and i was like well cody played bass and splice but he kept saying that he wanted to play like move up to guitar kind of thing and uh like a lot of the writing process in between the two bands was me on drums and cody on guitar so cody kind of grew out of playing bass and was just more focused on writing uh like melodies on like a six-string guitar um so gavin offering the bass i figured you know it could be a good fit let's try him out so we had him over and then it was Pretty much, like, he, we got along with him instantly. Like, he was just such a good guy. And he was, like, he was just so into the music already. And he just so happens to know this drummer that he worked with at Jackassers, <laughs> Joe. And then I think, I don't know, I think it was, like, either th- like three days later, like, the next week or something, Joe comes. Yeah. And he's, like, the craziest drummer I've ever seen or at least <laughs> I've ever played with by far. Like, he was just... Not like insane music and, and you know ever since then it's just been us four you know it just it has never felt like this nice so now i'll turn it over to joe and gavin and 
it doesn't matter which one of you guys talks first. So just talk a little bit about your point of view on how you guys kind of came to be in the band. So Joe, I love you, but I think I'll start on this one. <laughs> we'll, we'll go down the reins. I feel like. <laughs> All right. Uh, so All like right, like good. Phil was saying there, like you know, uh, I saw a post on Facebook and I talked with Phil before a couple times. You know, uh, he never lets me live that down. That's for that story's for another day. But uh, um, he never lets me live that one down. But anyway, he makes a post on Facebook looking for a drummer slash bass player. Well, I play drums too, so. I went in there looking to play bass originally, and then I was like, hey, I can play drums, and they're like, and eh, we kind of like you on bass, and I, like, to be honest, I preferred playing bass, because I was always a drummer, and standing up is, and moving around is a lot more fun than sitting behind a kit, <laughs> and I was, they were just like, hey, if, like, you know anyone that wants to play drums, like, message them and see what they're doing, and I was like, well, I have this one guy that I've always wanted to play in a band with because I knew him from, again, like you did, We Are X. I played a show with him at the Battle of the Bands. And like, and I was like, this guy's the coolest dude. Like, He's an amazing drummer, amazing dude. And then he got a job at Jack Astor's, and I, we became friends. And like, and we became really close. And then it was like, wow, Like, not only like is he my friend now, but like I want him in this band because I knew that he's a really good drummer. And I said to Phil and Cody, I was like, you boys just wait. Like, I know how Joe is and I know what Joe can be. And they basically, like Phil said, like the next practice, like the next week or the next jam, I guess you could call it, because it wasn't really practice at that point. It was like Phil or Joe came with me and uh, it was just like, holy shit, what have we done? <laughs> we, we, we did something. Kind of thing. You, you know? I was you, like, we did something. You've created this musical Frankenstein called Vain News. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And like, oh in like the second practice, I, me and Joe are kind of just sitting there. We look at Phil and Cody and we're like, so are we in the band? And just Phil and Cody are just like, they're just like, we're going to wait like three months until we decide. And he's like, you want to, are we in the band or not? And we're like, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's, they were taking a risk, man. Cause they like, they shared with like two random dudes, like this amazing music that they've already created and all this amazing like art that they've already put their mind into. And it's like, it's like the fact that they're getting, like, I'm lucky enough that they share it with me and that like, I'm being, I get to be a part of this. Like it's, it's it's amazing and i feel very privileged to be a part of this band and to know the, the boys of the dues and it's very very humbling to know like the fact that they just took a total chance like you guys like boys you took a total chance on me and joe we could have been flops well i'm glad it's worked out too because and now that's a perfect segue for joe's side of the story <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> I was in three bands. Like when I was doing the stuff in Vancouver, <laughs> I was in three different bands at the time. Um, after after everything with WeRx ended, me and the guitar player started this other side project, and I was actually jamming with the boys from Village Idiot at that time too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Richie and Mike, I miss those boys. That but, was the that was the one with uh, with Lucas, right? Lucas Mora. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Lucas, uh, yeah, yeah. So Lucas left. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, I I don't remember what it was. I think it was I think it was an old Duckbeat show at um, 
um, Dave Marco's place. Oh, okay. It was like an old Duck Feet show, and um, Richie and Mike were there, and uh, we were just watching, and then we happened to, like, I don't know, talk, and I said, yeah, man, like, I left WeRx, like, I don't know, like, do you, you boys want to jam sometime? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm joining with, so I'm basically in these two bands, and then Gavin comes to me at work and's like, yo, man. Goes up. <laughs> I remember Phil sent me a couple of like the demos like over email just so I can kind of like listen and I don't know have an idea of what I'm getting into. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got there, um, you know, and we just hit it right off, like right off from the bat. That's know, awesome. Disclaimer yeah. too, Joe nailed Vain Dude. I'm pretty sure Joe nailed Vain Dude's like first try. We were like, yeah. what do you want to do? What are you most comfortable with? And I'm pretty sure it was either bipolar or vain dues. You said that you were most comfortable. It was so no. So I I learned honey and I learned vain dues, but elephantasia was too long, and I only had like two days to fucking like go. Yeah, over. like we yeah. sent them basically the masters of what we had just recorded with the previous band, but hadn't released yet. And we're like, hey man, just listen to this a couple of times and we'll kind of see if it works. Yeah. And I remember like at least at least two of the songs, we made it all the way through without stopping. And I was like, wow, just the fact that you you guys memorized the songs in such little time. Like I remember Gavin, I'm pretty sure I asked you like the day before, like it was like, yo, do you want to come jam like tomorrow kind of thing? And then you like It was like, like a super last second thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the whole thing, right? So it was like yeah. both times. There was no, there was never really any hesitation on like whether like oh like did the new members like the songs or anything or, and like whether they're like able to play it. It was just right into it from the beginning. Yeah, and come on, like Elephant is it's a cool song, but it's like fucking seven minutes long. That's like yeah. your, oh, yeah. it's like it's the stairway to heaven of Vain News. Yeah, that's like to learn in short time. It's like the heavy metal stairway to heaven. Well, I, 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 I could compare it to a Tool song, but Tool songs are like 15 minutes. And that's your, and that's your next challenge. Oh, yeah. Ne- There's right. going to be a 14-minute song, so it's close. Holy <laughs> shit. All right. Now, you guys also have a really cool story. And I was talking with Phil a, lo- a couple of months ago about the meaning behind the name. What is the meaning of the name just for the people that maybe don't know? The meaning of the name. Ah, yeah. So the story kind of goes back. My dad, uh, I guess my dad's great uncle or some old relative uh, fought in World War I with the Canadians' 22nd Regiment back, uh, like, and I guess it was like the early days of the war. And uh, they got, when they got sent overseas to go fight with the British allies they couldn't pronounce uh the number vendor so they just kind of said vindus right they called them all the vindus and when my dad told me that i was just kind of like huh like vindus that kind of has like a ring to it and then i remember bringing it to cody and then he was like yeah you know like that's kind of cool like vindus and then he's like what do you think of like like vain dues and i was like okay well like let's write it down on like a piece of paper and then just kind of see like what it was and then we 
he starts writing it out on the paper and then <laughs> there's like a list growing of different ways and then right at the end he just kind of like drew it differently too and it's the way he spelled it and then he's like yo and we both looked at it and it's like exactly what they tell you i'll say this over and over like in the movies when they say like you're gonna find the band name it's just gonna like come to you and you're gonna know it like we saw that paper and it was just like holy fucking shit like that's the <laughs> that's, that's the one and then we brought it to like the other members of our old band and we're like yo big dudes what do you think and they're like that's pretty fucking dumb <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. we had to find another one i was gonna, um, I, I was gonna say just very quickly when I first saw the name Vane Dews, I, I struggled to try and like pronounce it, but all I could think of was was Vin Diesel. Vin, <laughs> okay, Vin Dews, right. Vin Diesel. We're gonna I have to make a merch now. Vin We're gonna have to make a merch with Vin Diesel's uh, with Vin Diesel on a shirt now. Vin Di- Vin Dews Fast and the Furious T-shirts. I would buy that. I would so Vin buy Vin that. What about Vane Doozle? <laughs> Vane Doozle. I love. Damn it! We've been vain doozled. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate it so much. I, hate I can't it. believe you've done this. <laughs> but what makes you worry so hard to pronounce vain dude? Or, or the fact vain, like V E I N, like yeah, it's it's, 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 it's When I was Are telling like vain, when I t- when I t- when I talked to my friends about you guys, it's like oh, check check out this band called called vain dudes. It's like how the fuck do you spell that? And it's like vein, like like arm vein, and then dues, which is D U Z E. And they're just like, what kind of fucking name is that? <laughs> yeah, like, but I bet you a, won't forget it. But I bet you a, won't forget it's, it. It's a cool, it's a cool name. I like it. All right, it's guys. The only thing. If you Google it, it's the only thing. It's vein dues. It's just us. So that's that's awesome. Check it out. All right, so we're gonna keep just keep the ball rolling here. So. Do you guys have a favorite and a not favorite Vain Dews song? Joe already knows this question, so he better have his answer. All right, all right. So I guess I'll start. So <laughs> it's it's one song that I feel as a band we play the tightest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because myself playing music, I don't get enjoyment of me just playing good parts. You want to incorporate every musical aspect in that band. So mm-hmm. Anytime there's a lead with the guitar, you want to boost as much as it can to make it stand out and to make it that much stronger, right? Mm. And so I divide all these songs into different categories, like which ones portray Gavin, which ones portray Phil, like his singing, like his vocals, like his guitar work as well. Mm. But if you take everything and put it in together for our most well-rounded song that covers kind of the whole musical aspect of our band that would have to be Vision Quest. Nice. Okay. And Ben, do you have a least favorite? I don't have a least favorite because like, okay, man, like there's just some parts that I love playing in other songs and like parts that like, I don't know. I don't know. There's like different parts for different songs and you can't just (laughs) throw like, I don't know, put it as your least favorite if, I don't know, you don't like a certain part or anything like that. Like, mm. I don't know, it's it's whatever you're in the mood for, you know what I mean? Whatever mm. you're feeling, whatever you're jamming, like, you know, if yeah. you have, like, a really bad day and you want to jam a banger, yeah. then you go with your heaviest song and then you just, you know, you just play it out and feel it and, yeah, that's it, man. But, no, Vision Quest is definitely my favorite to play awesome. and, I don't know. Awesome. 
all our, all our songs are pretty, yeah. That's pretty cool. amazing. Anyone, well said, anyone else want to want to add? I know Cody wants to say his least favorite song right now. <laughs> he whispered it to me a moment ago. So. What, is, well, what is it? My favorite song so far is Awakening. Okay. It's like a short pack punch of like a mix of everything. Emotions. <laughs> and um, my least at the moment, personally, is Vision Quest. <laughs> oh! That, that, okay, that, controversy. That, that might cut. That might cut. Breaking news: Joe quits Vandeers over creative differences. <laughs> System of a down. It's because uh, there's certain parts that I would really like to work on to make the sa- the songs sound more full. Yeah, we're not right. there yet. Still, so That's- I'm very hard on myself when it comes to the writing and, and like I should give myself some credit and shit. But uh, right now I'm trying to deconstruct the song on GarageBand and okay. uh, like trying to add leads to it. So that's how I've been writing some songs, just mm-hmm. do it on GarageBand and then put it onto the guitar itself and then show it to the guys. Nice. Why are you touching me? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay guys. I'm just using, I'm, I'm just using the audio for this. So it's all good. <laughs> so, and what about you, Phil? What's your favorite? Um, okay, Can, I'll start with my least favorite song first. Um, if we're still considering like um, stuff off of like the Split EP, like the Splice Vein Jews EP, yeah. and stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say my least favorite, at least to play, is probably Honey. Really? Only for the fact, only for the fact that we haven't played it in so long and then and in the once in a blue moon time that we do try to play it it normally doesn't go very well and we're just like okay let's just <laughs> stick with some other stuff like because we're more like oriented on the new stuff. our new stuff right now but yeah. i was gonna say like, i agree with cody i have a, a big soft spot for awakening but vision quest obviously like that one is okay. uh, I, I find that one's also pretty fun to play, but like Cody said, that it, it still needs a lot of work. You can hate me all you want, guys. No hatred here. And then, Gavin, you're the last one up. What do we got? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to start with least favorite as well. Um, I'm just going to go back to the deep routes. Uh, it's not really my least favorite anymore, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably have to go with it. It's probably bipolar. Oh, okay. At first for a very long time i just wasn't a huge fan of it like i started to like you know gain traction on the song as we played it more and stuff and i got a feel for the song but that was always my least favorite to to listen to or to play not really any particular reason or nothing just i don't know just never really caught my ear Mm. and favorite (laughs) (laughs) here we go here we go okay drum roll like so it'd be like like, I always, like, if you ask the boys, like, once a week, my favorite song changes. Okay. Okay. Like, like honestly, like, yeah. like we'll, we'll, we'll jam, like, one week, I'll be like, yo, I freaking love The Soup. That's my favorite song. Next week, we'll play. It's like, yo, Vision Quest is my jam. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I have to honestly go, I have to go with Embalming. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay, nice. Because, frankly, man, like, a metalhead is a metalhead, and that breakdown just hits every time. Like, there's something about, like, just the the last part that we've just changed recently where it's kind of like a like a like a almost like a hardcore breakdown because there's like Ooh. a pause and there's like it's almost like a like it was like it's almost like a chug a pause and a chug so like 
going back to when I was an embodier, like I, I obviously I love playing the music the Vain Dues boys play, but like embodier, like metal has my heart. So embalming for me is definitely probably my favorite because it's the heaviest song for us. Nice. And the breakdown at the end is just like too fun to too fun to play. Isn't that right, Joe? Don't you love the breakdown? <laughs> my favorite part of that song is hitting the bell before the drop. Oh no. Yo, as soon as you hear as soon as you hear the bell shit's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. With, oh, man. Without, without fail every time. Without All right. fail. So you guys have you guys have only been a band for a little like Vane Deuce has only been together for like what a year now. Do you guys have like Do you guys have like any like favorite shows that you guys have done? Okay. I Can think I we start? Are, maybe not collectively, uh, but right. two favorite shows. Okay, no, no, no. guys, time out. Gavin, Gavin said he can. I, I said Gavin can say first. I'm gonna talk about. So boy. basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep this one real quick. Favorite show, definitely Duffy's Tavern. Okay. Uh, there was something about like, dude. Honestly, it was like a packed Toronto show on a summer night and two people came outside after and were like, Hey, you're Vane Deuce from Oshawa, right? Like we've seen you before. And it was just really cool. Cause we, we were getting recognized. So that's pretty dope. And then obviously, uh, the one that holds in my heart very heavy is, uh, the music hall. We got to play that one time with Casador and lost in Japan. Yeah. Lucky enough to do that. Uh, I knew, I know the boys will, I'm sure they'll say the same thing that that was a very privileged moment again, lucky moment. But yeah, Duffy's Tavern for the, for the crowds. And like, and like, just the fact that we are out of town, and then uh, the musical. Well, you guys, you guys are obviously from the Durham region. I only go to school in the Durham region, but I have connections through the Durham region with you guys and with all the other times that I've played out there. I've been fortunate enough to play the Atria a couple of times, the Mustache mm-hmm. Club. I think I played there like once or twice. The Music Hall was a huge kick to the stomach when it shut down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very unfortunate. It was. And then, do you guys have any other? And then, all right. So, who else has a favorite show before it turns into a big sob fest? <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, like, I, I think uh, in terms of like, like what Gavin just said there with the music hall, it was very special to be able to have played such a an amazing venue before like it closed down. But I think energy wise and crowd uh like intimacy and engagement wise i would have to say the last show we played before uh covid started i didn't even think about that one it was uh we got it on camera our good buddy ethan coder filmed it and uh, a bunch of other uh friends got some photos and i just remember like getting home that, that night and i was like normally when you get home from a show like you're pretty jazzed you're like sweet like it was good but that night was like it was different i was like man like people really like enjoyed themselves a lot like that night mm-hmm. and i could just really feel the love and support from everybody so i i can't remember the exact like exact date of that show but it was uh it was something else man what january 24th was it that yeah was with it? gilbert and Finn? yeah the very last one yeah i, I just that's I one I, it's funny because I interviewed the Fame and the Jailbirds not too long ago, both on separate occasions, of course, not all at once. <laughs> and then, um, and then, Cody, Joe, do you guys have a favorite thing that you, show that you guys have done? So I said two. So the the first one would be the um, one Phil mentioned, the show with the Jailbirds and the Fame. 
And uh, the another one in the atria as well, we play with Zaftig and Moontan. Oh, Zaftig. When we have like that much people like around you that close, like there's a different like energy response. Cause like, yeah, we play the music hall, but we didn't like, you know, pack it or anything. Like we gave it our best shot too, but I, I didn't feel that kind of like response. So. It wasn't as intimate, you know, just because, you know, Rick Ross still isn't, you know, really big enough to pack a music hall. But the Atria, just bringing out a few friends, even if it's not packed, it's just the energy. Like everybody just comes close and they engage with you. So there's your confidence just gets like boosted. And it's almost like you don't really like give a shit, right? Like, so you just kind of give it your all and don't care what people think because they're there to see you. They're your friend. That's very true. And then Joe, you're the last one up. What do we got? All right, so I have two shows that are very memorable. Um, one of them was, it wasn't the best show that we played, but the experience uh, I will always remember. And that was the time where we played at Live on Elgin Street in Ottawa. Ah, yeah. Beautiful yes. one. That was a good one. Uh, that was, yeah, because we all rented a uh, Airbnb in Quebec. We went there. We all drove up together. We played a show and then we partied after, crashed. And <laughs> yeah, and then we went home and we made that. Somebody memories. tried to break into our Airbnb too, so that was a super, <laughs> That was cool. Middle of the night, they're like knocking on the door with flashlights and we're like, uh. Can we help you? And they're like, yeah, we booked this Airbnb. And we're like, yo, we're literally in the Airbnb. Like, oh, no. Hey, and they're like, well, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, what do you want me to say? I don't own the Airbnb. I'm just staying here. Oh you got here first. So it's like two in the morning. That's sick. I was, yeah. was going to say, too, because one of the questions I'm going to ask you guys later, like in a little bit, is what is the funniest thing that's ever happened at a show? And I think Bat is a really, I, I kind of want to hear that one. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? ready. Oh, you're gonna say. Okay, should I leave it? I, as soon as he's like funniest thing at the show, I was well, like, oh, no. Our, this one. Okay, this one is. Our, all right, what? All right, Gavin, what do you got? Okay. You want? Okay, okay I'll tell it. So basically, I okay. got wasted at Live on Elgin, that <laughs> Ottawa show. I was, I was fucked. I was pulled. <laughs> like, I didn't. Okay, on the contrary, I didn't start drinking till halfway through our set. Oh. <laughs> so I wasn't like destroyed for our set, but it was after the set that was the problem because I was doing shots, I was boozing. It was it's a good time. So we're outside after, and there's like live on Elgin's like dug up, like there's no roads. It's just a huge yeah, hit at this Elgin point. Street. There's like yeah, Elgin Street, sorry, and like there's a whole like row of fences all along and shit. Oh, and like no. we're standing, we're standing outside after load out. And I'm like, I'm already wasted, but like, I'm like composed. I'm good. I'm standing there. I'm chilling. And I look over and there's this wasted dude walking. Okay. He falls into the fence, but like only a little, but like only a little, he doesn't fall into the pit. He doesn't knock the fence over. He just kind of stumbles into it and then falls off. And I'm like, pissing my pants laughing, wasted laughing at this guy who just walked by. So they're like, Oh, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? And I'm telling the story. I'm like, this is what happened. Da, 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 da. I go to lean on the fence. Joe's like, Gavin, the fence isn't bolted in. And I like, I put like all my weight on the fence. I go with the fence. The fence tips over. As I'm going, dude, I would have like head first, like fell into this pit of dirt. 
As I'm falling in, Joe grabs my arm, yanks me up, and goes, you're a fucking idiot. Dude, like, dude, like 20 feet of fence just... Fall over, we're like, just get the fuck out of here. I was like, it's time to go, boys. Now, Cody and Phil, were you guys present for that moment? Yeah, we were all there. All of you guys, all of you guys witnessed that. Oh boy, out front of the venue when it happened, it was just so. Legendary. <laughs> it was one. Of, it was one for the books, man. Like I honestly so feel I felt stupid at first, but they're like, honestly, guys, they're like, you made a memory, even though you're an idiot. And I was like, I wasn't even the one actually falling into the fence. I was faking it. That's the funniest part. I still ate more shit than the guy. <laughs> it's it's like that meme where it's like when when you have one too many drinks before you're set, what you're about to witness is a nightmare. and it's it's even funnier too because this was at like because gavin you said you were like pretty good during the show and then it happened after when you were like really 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 hammered yeah yeah it was good times like i said i've i've learned from experience though to not drink before the set and if I'm gonna drink, start drinking like one or two, three songs in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then by the end, I'll yeah. have a good buzz, and then after that is when I can get fucked up. Oh, that. Re- well, I was gonna say that. That reminds me, because Joe, you you remember Sean, my the old yeah, 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 yeah. for, yeah, yeah. for, for costs. Like he would always drink like leading up to the set. Like he'd have one beer and then he'd have another beer, and then he'd just be like too drunk to even play sometimes. And I'm just looking. I'm looking at Ryan, and I'm like, what What have we gotten ourselves into? Man. Oh, man. Like, oh. like all the time. Did, oh, and yeah. anybody else have any any funny stories? Joe, I'm, I'm sure you have a few. Okay. So Gavin told the Ottawa incident from his side, but that's not as trauma, like traumatizing as me having to actually step in and save you, bro. Like, well, <laughs> no. Oh, like, no. Okay, okay, okay. So basically... All I see, like, we're in this big group, like, all the bands are outside, like, we're having, like, we're having a smoke and whatnot, and Gavin just starts laughing, and then I see this drunk guy just kind of, like, stumbling away, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, and Gavin and the bassist from Apollo has fallen, are just dying, they're, they're laughing, they're crying, and, <laughs> and then I'm like, Gavin, like, what happened, like, what's so funny, and he's like, he's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm going to show you. So this drunk guy <laughs> rolled off the fence. Okay, he like rolled off the fence, and I'm going to show you. And I'm like, all right, sure. And then <laughs> just then, Gavin's like, okay, okay, ready? And then he's like trying to stumble. He's like getting ready. He's like, ready, ready, ready. And then he rolls, and then he like kind of rolls into the fence, but he like trips and like puts <laughs> his like, shoulder into the fence. And then just that I see like – the support beam just kind of pop up like that. I'm like, oh, Gavin, it's not supported in. It's not folded in. Like, abort. And then he trips and he's falling. He's like, oh, Joe, Joe, grab me, grab me, grab me. Like, grab him, throw. I basically, like, throw him on the ground. And then this fence just. Oh, my. Everywhere, man. It's a great time. 
the whole street was just completely dug up so there's just fences yeah. on both sides of the sidewalk right and oh. we got lucky at one point the fences weren't connected had they been connected it would have knocked them down like the whole way probably so oh my god <laughs> that's 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 wild and that's, you're welcome if it wasn't for I think that's that's like in the Hall of Fame for funniest oh, yeah. stories that I've ever heard. Although it doesn't be, it probably doesn't beat the one that uh, Jacob from Beguiler told me while he was on on the show, like back in December. He was telling me about this like funny drunk guy who kept, I think he like pissed himself or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that whole, that whole thing. All right. All right, so we're gonna keep we'll keep keep rolling here. I got a couple more questions for you guys, and these are just some really kind of I guess kind of open ended questions. So if you guys have an answer, jump in. If you don't, doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, if you guys were UFC fighters or wrestlers, then what would your ring name be? And if you've got a special signature move, what would that be? Hmm. Fuck, I, I know for sure I'd be called the Boydus. The Boydus, yeah. The Boydus! That's, that's wrestling, for sure. If you're a wrestler. Yeah, Boydus. We call Cody Boydus for, honestly, I don't even know why we call him Boydus, but... I'm, I'm gonna uh, check. My girlfriend calls him Boydus. <laughs> we were oh. talking about him the other day, and she's like, hey, Boydus. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, did you just say Boydus? And she's like, yeah. Even, even Chelsea's in on it? Wow. Yeah. She's in on the board. That's incredible. Yeah. Any, anyone else? Well, okay. I'd just be called G. G. That's my nickname. That's been my nickname all my life. So that's what I'd go with. Wait, what's your nickname? My G. Everyone, everyone calls G. me G at work. My mom always I called would... me G. My dad's always yeah. called me G. Nah, nah. I thought we called you the French bastard, yo. <laughs> the French bastard. <laughs> hey, French I, you know what? If I was a wrestler, no it wouldn't be G. Feelings. It would be the French bastard. All right. <laughs> and, and and would would you have a signature like move? Would you like would you like body slam somebody? Class, or? honestly, like gotta go with the classic Kane and Undertaker big show finisher. All right. Choke slam. All right. I'm, classic I'm choke slam. Like, Preferably I'm, through a table. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Probably through a table. All right. And I have like down down with the sickness of my intro music. If I was a wrestler, uh, they would call me the rat. (laughs) No. That's been my nickname for too long now. But you know what? It kind of suits like a wrestling thing because I'm skinny and weird. The rat. I've now got I've got nicknames now for all of you: Filthy Phil, Boydus, (laughs) the French Bastard. What are we gonna call you, Joe? Joseph. We Joseph. just call him Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. We call him, but like, you have to call Joseph. 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 Almost like he's in trouble when you're saying it. But like, <laughs> Joseph. 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 I love it. I love yeah, it. Cause, I don't know. Phil just started calling me that because I called him and he would just, I don't know, he would say, like, I don't know. Snoop yell your name in French. Be like, be like, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you know No, it's like the French teacher trying to read off English names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, like, presenting Yosef. Yosef. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. say Michael, it's but Mikael. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, fu- it's funny because I know... 
one of my friends from high school, his name was Michael, and this we have this supply teacher who was French, and he was calling him Mikael, and I'm like, who the fuck is Mikael? And, and then he's like, that's me. I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. French school was fantastic. Our a a Ron. Yeah. <laughs> a Ron. If if a teacher had like a strong accent, people would call me like Danielle, and I'm like, fuck no, you Danielle. guys. Fuck. No, this is not my name. Is this a Danimal thing? Yeah, I I literally once got up and said, I am the Danimal. <laughs> I, I, I did that. I, I was one of those guys at Pac-Man. You are the animal. Danny Mel. Danny Mel. <laughs> Danny Mel. Danny Mel. Oh, Danny Mel. You, you guys can't see it, but I'm like red in my face from laughter. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to hear this and you're going to be called Danny Mel from now on. <laughs> If I see any of you guys around and if I hear Denny Mel coming from down the street, I'm like, oh shit, it's one of the, it's the dude. We'll probably say in unison at most likely. Like, oh, yeah. Denny Mel. <laughs> and now you know, it's, like, it's like and, a bird pulling his lost like sheep. Our, and, and with that said, we are now going to be starting calling this show Videnimal's Cage. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Videnimal's Cage. Videnimal's Cage. Videnimal's Cage. My dad will watch it then for sure if it's in yeah. French. Oh, oh, geez. There you go. This is my dad to watch it at least. That's, oh, I, I, love, some, like, voice actor shit. I love that. All right. Guys, before I start like laughing myself into hysterics, I'm gonna just say, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. This was hands down one of my one of my favorite interviews. Not not even top ten, not even top five. This is like top three. This this interview was a year in the making, and you guys did not disappoint at all. Now, before I let you guys go, this is kind of a bigger. It's a much bigger question, and it, it really kind of pertains to what's going on out in the world right now with coronavirus. Of course, we all know that live music, sadly, will not come back until at least maybe next year. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe late, like at the end of this year, like very end, like maybe December, but it's, it's really hard to kind of project. It still be like modified. That type, though, yeah, that, that type of thing. But I want to know from you guys, what do you think the live music scene is going to look like after COVID's over? And what do you guys want to see happen? And of course, the music hall, unfortunately, kind of bit, bit the dust in, in light of the whole situation. But what do you guys want to see from the venues that are still there? Vas-y, uh, Joseph. All ages shows. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All ages shows. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, uh, the Oshawa music scene's tight. You know, mm. like it's mm. um, like everyone knows everybody, and you're just one connection away to someone that's at a whole other league than you. Mm. You know, um, it's tight, and you know what? Like, as sad as it was to see the Mustached Club close, um, and as sad as it is now to see the music hall now shut down, I'm very hopeful in the future. Mm. You know, I feel like 
with this whole with this whole coronavirus thing, I feel like it was the break that we need to get ready before everything starts up again. Mm-hmm. Right. So because to, like shows this year are they're a total bust. Like yeah. no one's gonna go out to a venue. No one's gonna no one's gonna go yeah. out. No one, you know, and even even still, there won't be that many people uh, as there once were before this happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know that definitely from here to next summer, total bust. So we're going to spend our time now, get ready for the studio, get everything ready. And I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. rock search is kind of in our future. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is, this is definitely the time right now to really, really prepare for what's going to happen. And yeah. I think that not just us too, like everybody just like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see a bunch of people writing, a bunch of people, you know, like taking taking the time that they have now to like perfect their image. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, man. And I, I was gonna say, like, I love seeing all the all these bands on like Facebook and Instagram doing mm-hmm. like all the like live stream shows and yeah, yeah, all yeah. that type of thing like i've i was a part of that a while ago with some friends of mine from up in newmarket we did like a live stream show and it was really really fun to, fun to see that and to see everybody just kind of come together and do that it's mm-hmm. very it was very special for me mm-hmm. that's good yeah anyone else have have anything to add yeah i was gonna say now just about like uh the music scene like what we think we're it's gonna look like in the you know the nearish future uh you know, I'm, I'm, I'm again, like what Joe said, I'm hopeful uh, that, you know, that our music scene will pull together through this. And, uh, you know, like he's saying, it's a very tight-knit community. Everybody knows each other. It's not mm-hmm. like anybody's going to be giving up on anybody anytime soon. It's very unfortunate uh, what's happening with a lot of the venues, and especially Southern Ontario, that have gone down so quickly. Um, but I do think, you know, I am hopeful that venues are maybe not venues, but like stuff is going to start to, you know, reopen a little bit. And, you know, in the next like year or so, I think like shows will come back, but they're going to be like heavily modified. Like it's only going to be a certain amount of people like led into the venue, you know, at one specific time. But, you know, like I'd like to see come out all, all this is a lot more DIY shows and DIY. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally talks, see that. Everybody always says, hey, let's do like a head show. And, this, and, then, and then never like follows through. It never happens. But uh, we got our first tastes of it last year. We, it was actually our very first show ever. We did a, a house show at our Vane Dues pad, basically. And it was so much fun. But then we had to move from there. And the house we're in now is not so good. But we're moving in the next couple of months to another house. And uh, hopefully, you know, if you know, the size can accommodate it. We'd like to start once everything starts opening up, you know, doing some small like DIY venues, getting some bands over to play, getting a few friends over there to play, even if it's like outside or something. Nice. And then Cody, Gavin, Cody, Gavin, do you guys have anything to add to that? Well, I was probably going to say the same thing as Phil, you know, just because of all the uh, limited space to like even go out in public and mm-hmm. like perform like it, it takes away the joy of the mm-hmm. the excitement of the show itself if you're only gonna you know contain a certain amount of people kind of thing 
And it just doesn't work well for uh, exposure to certain mm, genres so of music. I feel like if you, if we go back to house shows and stuff like that, like that, those are like defining moments of being one on one with someone, and so then intimate. like like just having that like energy trapped in the room with a bunch of like sweaty people, you know? Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Like, the aftermath, be like, wow, like holy shit, can't wait to do that again. And plus, like. It's gonna be hard for even local bands to try and get to, um, like get big um, venues for their own like shows, headlining shows and stuff. Because mm. I'm also like, people are gonna fight over for the atria and stuff like right away. Yeah. yeah. So we discussed it amongst ourselves that it's probably best that we focus on our next uh, material and our studio session. Mm. Mm. And Gavin, Gavin, do you have anything to add? Yeah, and again, kind of like Cody and Phil said, and Joe, kind of piggybacking on what they've been saying this whole time, just with, uh, you know, like the do-it-yourself DIY venues. I'd really like to see, you know, like Phil said, uh, hopefully, I have no control over that, but, you know, if he finds a place, you know, where we can do it, that'd be dope. I also hope to see other bands do it. And, like, I, I don't want it to just be us. I want there to be, like, you know, four or five houses that I know are in different cities that we can go play. <laughs> Well, you know, like well, go do a house tour on, you know, and play in front of 20 people. And same thing with Cody would saying like with the intimacy in, in a house show, like I, I was terrified on that very first show when we played that house show at Phil's house, but it was also probably one of the best shows I've ever experienced nice. because, um, I remember like we, we kind of, we, we set it up like it was like our own venue. Like, so we had a little playlist that, uh, was like, queued up ready to go and we had everyone coming down and as they were coming down grabbing their drinks getting ready we had the music playing we had six or seven songs queued and on the seventh song which the four of us knew was going to be um the music would stop and phil would go out or it'd be and we were going to go out there one at a time so it was phil then it was no it was joe Then it was I mean, me. It was choreographed. It was like it was. Fun. It was like oh, that's a, that's so cool. But it, it, it was like it was like the coolest thing in the world. Like and walking out and seeing people just like get stoked for us and like and the crowd is amazing. So yeah, that's, I just want to see DIY venues out of it. That's awesome. Not just from us, from everyone, anyone that's listening, bands. Let's all do some DIY venues for real, because that, that's how it's going to keep the scene alive. Well, here, well, here's the thing: like where I'm from, house shows is like a it's a rite of passage up here, because so many bands that I'm really close with up here, and like these are all my friends, these are all my people up here. They always do house shows, so mm-hmm. I can put I can put in a good word for you guys. Like I can get you Please. some good contact information, and I told Joe this, and cats out of the bag because we're still recording. But if if venues or even just we're allowed to do like big gatherings by October, I want Vane Dews to play at my birthday. <laughs> Joe knows this, know. and, and he's know and he's on board. <laughs> but yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> well, one way or another, guys, I got something really special planned for my birthday, and I want you. I really want you guys to be a part of that. That's amazing, Awesome. Well. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. This has been Bedenimal's Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been Dan Martins, and this has been Vendus. And this is the only time I'm going to do that little outro. We'll see you guys, ne- see you guys next time. Bye.